All right, welcome to the Horse Racing Happy Hour. That was terrible. That was, a weak that was weak, and I'm disappointed to be your friend. That's a little better. That was better. Give me that glass. Yeah, Hello. Megan, can you do the chink, please? I, know, I can't because the one time it was my job, I failed. Oh, oh, <laughs> that was solid. All right, now we can start the <laughs> show. Amazing. All right, well, it's been really I fun being on right. the show. Um, we now <laughs> that I bring no value, we um, officially need Louis no mo. Not at all. No mo. Who are we going to replace Louis with, Megan? Mm, probably Kevin Kirstein. Probably oh, horse yeah? racing KK. It's either horse racing KK or Rachel. I mean, like, I want another girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to bring on another girl. Yeah, definitely. definitely well, Gene, uh, Gene could bring his long hair down here, maybe. Oh, that would be, you know, well. But then you would never talk again. So I'm Mike Andolfo. I am joined, as always, by Louis Rabot and hey. the ever-fabulous Megan Devine. Super. And um, oh, my grilled cheese. Yeah, Megan's eating <laughs> the grilled cheese. She just left Churchill Downs after doing her, her on-track gig. Actually, should we say that? Oh, I guess no one's listening, right? I was um, That's in the photography really. office all day. Lots of people so, are listening. So Louis, out. how many people do listen to our, our, our uh, Breeders' Cup episodes? So, Kind of absurd. We learned something about our audience, which is if we do small preparatory bits, which people- Megan was against. Let's just go ahead and wait. Put what? That there. Oh, <laughs> that, oh, don't open that can of worms because I will dive <laughs> right in. I was not against doing those. I didn't participate, but <laughs> both I'm of those go things Megan are fair. Against. Right. Okay. I was not against the concept of the segments themselves. Okay. She there were other to, aspects that I was not on board with. She didn't want to interrupt the the live shows, which I totally understand. We don't need to have guests during live shows. No, I agree with that. And 100%. we totally agree with that. But the, uh, no, we did about, so over Derby, we did about 10,000 unique visits to the pod, which is incredible considering. To the people, pod. People went back and listened to recorded things that they knew the outcome to. Right. And, and to me, at least that's a little remarkable. Yeah, However, because, because we did that a little different. Like with the Derby ones, I did, I went home. And like I'm uploading those episodes like at eleven o'clock at night. Right. We did Breeders Cup completely different. We did, right. We uploaded it like. And so hopefully people were able to listen to those say on a Friday, prior to the Saturday races, or you know on Saturday morning before the the races were run in the evening. You're good, Jamie. Get in there. And uh, you guys, live show. We are, we are there at the is food happening. Society. Thank she is bringing so oh just so for visuals. There are ham and cheese, like, grilled I, cheese. There is pork belly. If oh, pork belly ice. on sticky rice Get that is also that. coconut. Flavored. Oh, I'll, I'll try that. Oh, I'm, and uh, I'm, Jamie is with a company downtown here called Crushed Ice Catering. So, and she's you, the best. If you need ice. any Sorry. of your catering needs Sorry. met in the downtown Louisville area, or frankly anywhere in the area, Crushed Jamie's Ice can help great. you out. She's feeding. They me. also have a really terrific <laughs> uh, space in the back. So, if you're doing a wedding reception or something like that, <laughs> go ahead and check that out as well. They're right here on oh, Main my Street. God, the pork belly rice thing. Yeah, <gasps> ridiculous. So Good. they are. They are literally halfway between the I'm Yum Center and Slugger Field. So no matter what you're downtown for, you'll be able to find I'm starving. a terrific spot. And uh, Jamie's part Don't of that team me. over there. And you guys are doing a great job. We appreciate it. Uh, I'm good, actually. I appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jamie. Is it weird that I'm not a cheese person? No, no, it's all right. Yeah, it is okay. weird. It's very un-Italian of you, Frank. It is un-Italian. I oh yeah, obviously eat pizza. This is amazing. Yeah, right. But... But you're also um, so a little anyways. strange because there are other foods that I consider to be Italian that you just won't go near. So, like what? So Mike has a thing with eggs. Eggs? What? I'm, I'm, I don't like eggs, and I don't like most things that are white. <laughs> don't no, no semen jokes. <laughs> There's no semen or redhead jokes. jokes. Yeah, right, <laughs> right there. <laughs> <laughs> or redhead, or yeah, or white yeah, 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 yeah. jokes. Mm-hmm. I do so, like. All right, so we should probably so you don't talk like about. Eggs? I don't need so eggs. when we have fresh eggs at the farm, I can't bring you any. You won't eat them. I mean, all kids, go to my house. Rocco, okay. Rocco right, and well. Neo would eat those. Like, Louis <laughs> gonna get a 
actual truckload. I'm definitely not that. So my kids eat eggs like crazy. Should we we tell them where we are? So why we're eating food? Sure. Yeah. We're the Loyal Thoroughbred Society. (laughs) Of which I'm a very proud founding member. Um, And they were having an open house today. So we're down here. Uh, hanging out, I brought a friend of mine who uh, is considering being a member, and I actually he told me today before he left that he's going to be signing up, which is great. And shout out to Gene, by the way, who owes yeah. me sixty bucks. He does owe you many, Why? many dollars. Because I, so I was like, we're going to be here tonight, so I'm going to mm-hmm. take Gene's selections. By the way, Gene's selections are usually awesome, and today that he was not bad. So mm-hmm. uh, right, even on a bad day, you get over half. Your I just back, right? I yeah. bet his bold stuff. Like mm-hmm. at the end, he's like, I'm going to play so and so across the board, and um, then he put some keys out there, and and I listen. This is how. Again, I'm not, even though this person made more money at Breeders' Cup than the other two people, <laughs> I am not the professional handicapper. The key bet still confuses me like no other. Okay. So um, so he Gene puts a lot of key bets in there. And so I didn't play the key, all the key bets. I played a couple of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I bet like $112. And I think I made, I think I made back like 65 and That's okay. Because I made you like $800 Breeders' Cup. Oh, look at you. Look at you bragging. I mean, <laughs> listen, it's actually true. We all, I would say humble brag and drink, but I've just been drinking because I'm obsessed with this old faux rye. It's fantastic. Which Louis said I would be. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, I'm a big, it's I a have learned, I've learned about myself. $20 a fifth. Oh my gosh. I've learned about myself that I love rye, and this is very good. hundred proof, right? Yep. Old faux. Yep. It is so smooth and, but it's still, it doesn't lack a lot, you know, like it's definitely on the lighter side. Super subtle. Yep. But it's, yeah, I like it. This is an astonishingly approachable rye. That's very right. much. It's supposed to be a really good old fashioned verb. Uh, yes, whiskey. correct. Yes, yeah. Or or Manhattan. If if you've if you've approached rye's before and didn't like them, if this might Kentucky be one that is milder. Mm-hmm. This is your opportunity to do that. Price point is there twenty twenty two dollars. Oh, that's um, great. Hunter proof, so you're getting your full bang for the uh, for the old alcohol buck there. But also just as an introductory, rye's really really good. So we had ten thousand people listen to the Derby shows. <laughs> oh yeah, that. We had, oh, we're back. We had forty thousand. <laughs> people check in for the Breeders' Cup show. So what happened, I think... And that was just on the podcast. Just on the podcast. So shout out to to people who are probably listening for the first time because what we discovered is we got many, many new listeners from those shows. They were like, did Louie miss that that bad? Did Louie miss that race that bad? That's what they just kept on going back. Shout out to Mike <laughs> who found a European correspondent because that was James. our highest rated seriously segment of the week. James didn't do very well either, though. Um, big side. He wasn't sure, terrible, but but he was right about who would miss. Yeah, he actually, was. he eliminated huge, horses. Right? We talked people, about right? how so that, that matters, is. right? And so, shout out to James though, because those that show just alone did in the eight to nine thousand range. Wow, and that's more than our usual weekly spot, which is um, typically our what, New York six, spot seven? did about six thousand, our yeah. LA spot did about five thousand. So, what's interesting is that lines up with where our listeners live. So if you live in Southern California and follow the Southern California racing scene, you didn't need to listen to the Southern California one, right? Right. That's our number one market, not even close. And so uh, very cool to have people listen to those segments. Uh, and Louis writes for the LA Times. <sighs> yeah. He is does. That, is, if I do it, is it a humble brag for him? Yeah. Okay. I think okay. you and him have to drink. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> put the that article got me in some trouble this week. <laughs> Did you hear about that, by the way? Megan? Flux, Jim no, whoa, 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 whoa. We're not doing that. We're not doing oh, that. Oh, I can't do it. We're not doing that. All right. I'll right, hear right. about it later. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, I'm gonna eat this pork belly. It's amazing. I uh, I got <laughs> sorry. I got almost got in trouble phone calls from the from different parts of North America for sure about that one. But that's okay. Wow. Um, yeah. I took Baffert to task a little bit. I know. No, no, I didn't. That's actually not true. That's it's simply put. I didn't do that. I did the opposite of that. I relayed what I heard at the track into an article. You basically I, said it's an either or. Is the way I read it. I, I think it is. Yeah. 
because if people are, if, I think if people, we need to explain what's happening here. Fine. So, about it. all right. So I wrote an article and essentially I said that if people, if what people say about Bob Baffert in the negative sense that he is a drug Lord who is syringing up his horses to make them gamine and make them authentic, then he is Lance Armstrong, right? We heard for years that Lance Armstrong was doping, but none of us wanted to believe it because he beat cancer and lived strong and seven Tour de France victories and, and all those he's things. He's an American who's winning totally. in an international competition. Right. That's Baffert. That's all the derbies. That's seven Preaknesses. That's four Belmonts. That's two Triple Crowns. That's all of those things. It's the classic victories. It's the distaffs. All those things. We would have to... That feeling when Pharaoh crossed the finish line at the Belmont, it would be a lie. That's what you're. That's that would, what you're saying. By the way, when you say me. that Bob Baffert is a cheater, that that's is a, what that you're saying. Me. That would crush me. Or he's LeBron James, and you and I had this conversation off air. I wrote in there, LeBron could play ten more years, win ten more titles, and the. I literally wrote the Jordan goat. Folks would say LeBron's not as good as Jordan. He's not. And they refuse to see the greatness in front of them. No, no. I think LeBron's great. And either you think that Bob Baffert is just the giantest cheater ever, and he is Lance Armstrong, or he is LeBron James, and he's he is terrific. He has terrific trainers with him. He has terrific horses. He picks terrific spots, and that's who he is. Could I mean, he, could he be in the between? Could he be Roger Clemens? I do think. <clears throat> no. I do think that some of that, some of that, what's not discussed, and you know, I won't go into whatever the lab results and whatever, but, but, but some of what's not discussed is the economic advantage that he has. Sure. The money. I mean, every now and then a, a horse pops up came from nowhere. wasn't purchased for very much. Whatever is fantastic. More often than not, the horses that are purchased for a lot that, you know, at the sale that have the bloodlines that, you know, have the big owners, those horses end up doing well. They just do more often than not. And so Baffert's pretty much all of Baffert's owners are of that caliber. Totally. He has the they economic backing. Who exactly. Yeah. Who he's going to work with and also what horses. All the top horses that, that go by at the sales, the ones that have perfect x-rays and scopes and confirmation and pedigrees and whatever, who do they go to? Most of the time, Baffert. So, you know, you have to also take his success and think, well, so you're saying what is John Calipari? Exactly. I mean, he he just has better. He has a better roster, so he's probably going to do better than some of these got, other guys. I guess Cal Perry would have to win more to be Bob Baffert. Which, by the way, is That's which by the way is why you give so much, so much. Um, I don't know. You congratulate a guy like Tommy Drury so yeah. much because he doesn't have those numbers right. and he doesn't have those horses. Or and yet, right? Right. Comes up and with- he, you know, and they have horses that can compete at that level. Totally. So when you have that, it makes that story that much richer, that right. much more, you know, endearing. But I, I think a large piece of this that isn't talked about is like, you know, is he, I don't know. I hope not certainly, but, but also, you know, you can't fault the guy. You can't attack him for being successful because he is more likely to be successful than somebody else. It's no different than, you know, somebody that comes, it's a trust fund baby that's going to go off and be successful in business. I mean, sure. it's the same thing. Yeah. I think the conversation still has to be too is is this baseball in the nineties where everybody's doing something a little Which you know was in the put, Lance Armstrong conversation too. Absolutely. One hundred percent that's true. You know, there's so many people dancing in that gray that, area. That's the thing lost in the Armstrong conversation, by the way, is that they took down the second, third, and fourth place finisher pretty much every year that he won. Right. As well. Right. right. I mean in in the ESPN thirty for thirty, for example, they did a really cool mock Mac uh, uh, workup of all of the different journalists that would follow the group. And essentially they said, when we started in the eighties, we could just have dinner with the riders after each stage. And by the nineties, they were in their hotel rooms and everyone had a drip period. Yeah. That's what it was. Every sport is like that. If you walk into halftime at an NFL game, everyone's on an IV. 
everyone's well, getting that's liquids. Not, IV's not. It's come not on, what? Bro. It's not what? I mean, I was we were doing that at St. X. There you go. I mean, that's not an IV's not a compared a, to what the guys did in the 70s, sure. Well, I don't think that IV's yeah, a, I mean, a an IV is. Yeah, I mean, an IV it depends on Are you out of your mind then why do it? Because you don't want people to get dehydrated. I mean, that's what we were doing to fight. Yeah, the there's hydration. a lot of if you played Central High School in, in, in Louisville, they were they not, doing IV drips at halftime? No. Then it's a competitive advantage. Okay. I, I'm sorry. It but absolutely I, is. I mean, I'm I'm kind of one of those things like too on the baseball front. It's like if like if it makes the game more entertaining, you guys want to do it. It's also okay. people and not animals then. Sure. That's where I think people draw the the biggest distinction is that You're if Lance Armstrong, no, 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 but if Lance Armstrong wants to mess himself up, it feels less offensive than if we mess That's up a, a horse that doesn't get to choose. The pink ladies are coming after you right now. I can tell you that. Ladies? Are you that drunk that you're saying to me? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just like uh, from Greece. That's all I know. But like, I don't think Megan disagrees with me on that front, actually. Well, I, I if mean, Mark McGuire wants to have. I, no, I think, I think, but again, I think a large piece of that. I think that's the PETA argument a lot of the time is that these horses, these animals don't have voices. They can't speak for themselves, et cetera. But I mean, you've seen firsthand, Mike, you've seen firsthand the, the, the amount of care and, horses, and yeah, that go and work that goes into these animals no is on freaking real. No so I push back on sure. that argument a little bit because it's like, you know, there are so many things. I, honestly, there's I I don't know if I should say this or not, but like there's a an adage right where people will say like horsemen will say horses wake up and it's this is any horse by the way not just race horses like horses that are out in a field totally. they wake up with two things on their mind right. suicide and homicide right. <laughs> like try it trying to keep horses alive horses in my backyard like the other day one just turned up completely lame for no reason they'll run into fences they'll slip in the mud That's they'll right. kick you, they're, like they they're dumb sometimes and it's just to be a good horseman is to keep your horses healthy and mm. happy. Mm. That's the, 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 the biggest challenge. And it, every horse is a puzzle and trying to figure out what makes them healthy and happy. And that's, that's what these point. horsemen do seven freaking days a week Yep. for, for no 20 hours a day. Say, so, you know, horse I, don't care I think there's COVID going on, right? I mean, right. I mean, you just, I think you have to take that and, and know that first as fact and then you can discuss some of the other things. But without acknowledging that, you are doing a huge disservice to yourself and a huge disservice to the sport, So I think. So the other thing that I learned by putting that article out there was that um, it, it reinforced something that I think about the media that covers this sport, which sure. is people read that paragraph about Arms, the Armstrong comparison and they stopped reading. Oh, interesting. And then they, they sent me a message. Yeah. And they are so used to a media that only says either the most horrific things about the sport or only positive things. And to have any kind of in-between conversation is uncomfortable in our sport because you can either reject one side or you can reject the other. And that we don't have an in-between discussion makes me crazy. Well, that's the, and by the that's way, society it makes it, right now though, right? As a whole? It, it makes it not a legitimate sport is that's what it a, does. No, no, no. That's society as a whole right now. <laughs> society does that. With uh, well, I, I think it is also the platform on which your article was because the LA Times traditionally and the people that write for it, the, the first thing that comes up, if you look at any of those articles and you Google their stuff, sure. it is the negative headlines first. Sure. So I think it's a, it, I think it is a knee jerk reaction because it has been learned. We are accustomed to it from being attacked by that paper and attacked by the people that really don't do the homework and try to tell the stories and don't try to show the positive things and they get clicks off of the bait and the negative headlines. That's me. So I think too, I I think that 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 part of that is because that article occurred in that platform in that paper because that is what we expect. 
So do you and and, and I don't think that's for? fair either. I don't think it's fair to your article that you got that reaction, but I think part of that reaction is because of where it showed up. Got it. Okay. I, I think. I think that's media in general too, though. Media knows that the negative story creating fear sells gets eyeballs and sells advertising. Absolutely. Over, so, overall. And same in TV and same whether in Whether it's the LA exactly. Times or USA Right, Today but I, I think that that paper specifically, sorry to whoever I offend there, I'm not actually, I, I think there is, you know, and it's same with the New York Times with Joe Drape. It's, it's the same thing. We expect that. I think there are in, in industry media publications that do a better job of presenting both sides and having that that medium conversation, that happy medium conversation. But traditionally, the papers that are outside of the sport, being the LA Times, being the New York Times, we don't have that. But let's so just, I, let's I, be real, though. They're, they're, they're scared. They know that their medium is dying, right? The newspaper medium is dying. Yeah, but that's no reason to then take down somebody else's livelihood no, just because yours is dying. They're just doing whatever they can do to survive. Well, then don't take our business down with yours. Yeah, but that's... Get that's, online, again, make videos, adjust with the times, don't but don't take down horse times. racing just because of it. in general. So my... Tim my, Sullivan would do the same thing if he had the chance. So my 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 largest takeaway is I'm, I'm really hopeful since all of these things happened in the same week. I put that article out, I get the, I get the feedback, and then I look at the Breeders' Cup numbers that we had. Huge. I would like to think that the people who listen to this show would figure out how to be in the middle and really and really figure out what's going on in the sport and treat it like the NBA or the NFL or the NHL or the MLB. True. Treat it like the legitimate sport that it is mm-hmm. and that we want it to continue to be, mm-hmm. right? Don't jump to an extreme. You don't have to do so that. you do think the horse racing is legitimate? Of course I do. Okay. Absolutely. Because I don't think any more quote unquote cheating or whatever manipulation happens in this sport that doesn't happen in other sports because St. X gets to have drips at halftime and central high doesn't. It happens everywhere. Baffert gets better horses conversation over on that point. Overseen by a doctor, by the way, I just want to make sure that we, I understand. No, no, <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not impropriety, by the way. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. I just want to make sure that I'm clear on that. So. By the way, the Dallas Cowboys have nicer stuff than I don't, the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm-hmm. It's just true. Right. The Cincinnati Hi. Bengals don't have an indoor practice facility. They're in the mm-hmm. NFL. Sure. Excuse me. Right. San X is a weight room that will rival most NFL. No question. Yeah. There so. you are. And again, it, it should also be said too, if you follow along with horse racing, and maybe you're not up to date on all the news, but in some of the recent changes that have been made with the 48 hour medication rule and and all of that, I mean, uh, there have been a, there's been a significant drop in the numbers for horses that have broken down at the track. I mean, Santa Anita went are you completely. Yeah, okay. I'm talking about it. I'm, okay. It's just you're, when you're talking about it. Out and of Anita and Keeneland just had tremendously <clears throat> safe. I know we had an accident at, at, at Breeders' Cup. We, yep. we discussed that on the show, but both of those meets um, were very, very, very safe. And so there have been a lot of strides made recently. And Peter went after that as soon as it happened, though. Yeah, of course, because yeah. but the, because they've had nothing to write off of because Correct. the sport has been That's right. a lot better. It and they're dying, too. Though, so that, that Breeders' Cup Saturdays. Two years in a row, we've had a horse who's who is. Megan just said the thing, though. Yeah, they they are dying. dying too because the extreme always dies. Well, not only that, don't be part of the extreme. Peta euthanizes more animals, <laughs> of course, than any other organization. Oh yeah, they're, so, no, their answer to horse deaths is to kill all the horses. <laughs> all right, so I think the bigger story here, though, is that Louis. This podcast, Louis in the LA Times and print, and then I am now a professional photographer. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. Cool. So, so we, uh, <laughs> Mike is, is doing a fist bump right now, an air pump, but we, we were uh, <laughs> short on, on photographers for, for Cody Photography. We know that we were short, but it was difficult because um, usually, usually Cody Photography has like 20 plus credentials. Sure. They do 
nobody covers a racing event like Cody Photography does. And you can find those images on their website and, and right. see that for yourself. Um, but the one thing that we that they usually do, especially to track like the Kentucky Derby, think when you think any image anywhere you've ever seen around town, whatever, of the Kentucky Derby, what does it look like? It is the first turn with the spires in the background. Louis said that that's that an iconic shot. That is the iconic Kentucky yep. Derby shot. Yep. Didn't have anybody to do it for the, because that's, that is a, it's a fringe shot. It's beautiful, but it's not necessary to build like the composite and the other things that they need. So we really wanted to do it for the classic. And so I asked Mike and I said, Hey, would you be able to help Cody photography right. and shoot this shot? And it was great because the, wait, the wait. race before. But you also asked Louie. What did Louie say? Louie's like, nah, I want to bet. Ah, <laughs> but I asked him after. And, and so, or Curtis, Curtis asked you actually, but, uh, but the best part about it was that Actually, the, Mike the way shot the she, he shot the distaff first. It was a practice race, yep. and he had, to, he had to walk all the way out there. And he came back huffing and puffing, That's and he's far. sweating. He was like, "Yeah, it was fun, but like I didn't even get to watch the race though." And I was like, "Oh, sorry, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, You're kind of roped in at this races, point." Yeah, yeah right. exactly. What do you think I do all day when I miss all these bets <laughs> right. that I just give everybody else and make you eight hundred dollars? The real truth, so, the real story though is, I went to Curtis and said, "Hey, listen." If you need help, right. I'm available. And he was like, all right. Yeah. And so he put me to work. <laughs> so anyway, so we send Mike out for the classic and he's there and he shoots the most beautiful shot you've ever seen of authentic, who obviously wins the classic, leading the charge into the first turn with the gorgeous autumn colors behind the horses and the and the grandstand of Keeneland. And like I'm telling you that it is an eclipse award worthy photo. <laughs> like I'm not award, kidding. I'm like all about it. So let's, go <laughs> let's go. Let's go, baby. It's, You're right though. The, the remarkable part of it is that the winning horse is out front already. Exactly. Yeah, right. That's, no. that's part. part of what it's a beautiful shot anyways. Bathroom. I mean, Gamine and authentic were unbelievable. But even Gamine at that point wasn't in the lead. Mm-hmm. Right. No, but she stalked was amazing. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. And, and, and both of them. Authentic, no, but if you're going to go, if you're going to go after authentic and Gamine, then you have to go after Nashville. Oh, I'm just saying that Authentic no. won the Derby in a mile and a quarter with us saying that he couldn't go the distance or I said that he couldn't go the distance. Yeah. Right. Watch with us, yeah. And right. then he went against older horses and did it in Well, after he lost well, the Swiss Skydiver in the previous. Can, awesome. can we also say, though, I think, you know, in that argument, you have to take, you have to listen in this sport uh, all the time. And, and one of the things that Baffert said consistently was that if you mess with that horse and you try to get cute with him, he will shut off. He will. Sh- it's, right? I mean, it's not unlike me. You try to tell me what to do. Yep. I'm, <laughs> I'm done. Yep. I'm right there with <laughs> you. You know? Yeah, exactly. So, so he said that time and time again with this horse in the Preakness. Johnny did try to get a little cute, and it didn't work out. The horse still ran very well, but he didn't. He could not pass with Skydiver, and you can see it. He's he's kind of like tilted when he's running. If you look at yeah. those photos, you watch yeah. that replay. Like that horse does not have his mind kind of on the task the at hand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He was just, and it was just her dynamics. He was like, whatever. I'm just gonna hang out with this girl and just run I'm alongside do a workout, her. Basically, yeah, right? exactly. He's like, I want to hit that. <laughs> Pretty much. I like the he might. behind. I he might. Hit that. <laughs> <laughs> that's next year. That's that's next year. Yeah, we're, we're not there yet. Okay. You're amazing. But but then, you know, so Baffert and he said it before that and he said it after that. He you, said if you, you leave now, the horse though. alone and you have and you let him run and do whatever, like he's gonna be fantastic. And that's exactly what Johnny did and the horse wins. But that's you know now that that's the only reason why guys hold the door open for women. Is that it? Oh yeah. So yeah. check that out. I will yeah. not walk through. I'm sorry. My, my father was that way with me. He held doors open, car doors and other doors. I will not walk through the door and touch it myself. I won't get in the car unless you open the door for me. I will hold the door for Thank you. I appreciate yes. that. I had a woman spit on me. I will not me. check you out. So. <laughs> I had a woman spit on me in college like when I held sister. the door for her. And she, she's like, what? 
Yeah, she's been on me. No, and don't get me wrong. I'm a very like modern, independent lady. I agree with you. But I still appreciate 100% chivalry and manners. You scare me. Yeah, I should. Right. I intimidate a lot of people. We've, we've had a. She weighs ninety three pounds. She still scares me. Actually, kidding. it was one nineteen this morning, like after two giant pieces of quiche. All right, so li- listen, we've got less than. I six made it minutes. myself. What are we doing? We got it's less than Thursday. six minutes. Less than six minutes, so we got to make okay. we focus. Quiche. All right. <laughs> I'll Mom, make you some. Keish would be a really good horse name, by the way. Just throwing it out there. I love the fact that the two, both uh, race one from both both days, yeah, yeah, yeah. they were amazing. Right. Mm-hmm. Nashville was amazing. I love that uh, Highly Motivated was amazing. Mm-hmm. And then we go into uh, a really good Breeders' Cup, and uh, Monomoy Girl goes. Yeah. Freaking fantastic. Unbelievable. Sells the, sells the next week for $9.5 million. Worth every freaking penny. And they're going to race her. Yep. Amazing. I love it. So that that's the thing that, and I think I said it on the show too. I was talking to Liz Crow, you know, who picked her out beforehand. And she yep. was saying, she's like, it's just, it's unfortunate if, you know, she doesn't, first of all, she doesn't run well. And second of all, if she, do, if she retires after this, because this horse is training better than ever. Yep. I mean, she's just on she's her, her freaking own, game. It's, so it's good that she's going to continue racing. And if she continues and, racing. I mean, is she not horse of the year? No. Authentic yes. Is. No, no. I think it's Monomoy girl. It's what's good ever. Ooh, <laughs> okay. No that's my absolutely art- not. That's my article this Saturday. We all, th- all three of us had different authentics win this uh, horse of the year. <laughs> it's either authentic or, or Monomoy Girl. Girl. Oh, I not, think it's Monomoy Girl. Monomoy Girl won an allowance race this year. One of her four victories. Let's settle down about Monomoy Girl. Our authentics want to win it for sure. I, I think. And then uh, I agree with and you. And finally, on that. And get the, the respect way, he deserves. By the way, they're going to, they're going to do the cop out and give Monomoy older horse and yeah. give Swiss Skydiver the three year old. Yep. It is the ultimate cop out. And give Mike Swiss Skydiver has what about what about Gamine though? Swiss Skydiver has had a much better year than Gamine. Okay, I, read the article when it comes out. She won the Preakness. Yeah, I, mean, I know. Yeah, I she mean, won the Preakness in the second say? fastest yeah. time ever. She beat the horse of the year. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, head to head down right. the one of the classic stretch runs ever, ever yeah. in a yep. classic race ever. Uh, I'm sorry, I think Swiss Skydiver is actually the horse of the year. So we'll have to she wait tra- for the LA Times article. She raced in seven different states this year. <clears throat> she was seven states that's during awesome. COVID. Mm-hmm. That's I'm sorry, awesome. it's unbelievable. Well, she didn't have to wear a mask. So, <laughs> did you see her? Did you see her heel after she came out of the? Yeah. The and by the way, I applaud Kenny McPeak for He's being so transparent that, about it. Very transparent Love about it. it. And that's what I mean about the care that these yep. horsemen take and the attention to detail. I mean, if there is one tiny scratch on this horse, they know about it. The, and and the and the team of grooms and the exercise rider and the hot walker like th- they know these horses top to bottom. Was Nashville the most impressive thing we saw all weekend? It was authentic. I don't know if he was the most impressive thing all weekend. I think he was very very impressive. I am sad that we didn't see him in a Breeders' Cup race for sure. I mean, all right. So I I actually kind of have a top five for this. Okay. I okay. Hear it. We authentic got three minutes, is, by the way. Great because I'm done ranking. Authentics <laughs> in that no authentics in that group. Uh huh. Monomoy girls in that group. Mm-hmm. Nick's go is in that group. Wow. Mm-hmm. Who, by the way, is my top pick, if you remember for correctly. Sure. Brad Cox, take over the Knicks. Whitmore for bucking the trends of that track. He was not out front in the comeback in the sprint. I can't with that horse. <laughs> but it was top five. <laughs> Nashville's in that group. Order, order of Australia. Oh. In the mile. Okay. Ridiculous. If yeah. you go back and watch that race, <laughs> ridiculous. Perfect ride. Pierre Charles Boudot, is that his last name? Yes. Yes. Unbelievable weekend. And I mean like perfect rides. Mm-hmm. Perfect rides. Quick breaks from the gate, which you don't see from European riders all the time. 
perfect saving of ground. That guy was unbelievable mm-hmm. this weekend. So I, those were my top five on that day. Gamin was an obvious top five as well. So I guess that's six. Um, but <laughs> Holly Motivated has got to be up there too. I mean, Holly Motivated was, was yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, we, the undercard, first off, I made a lot of money off the undercard. Yeah, right. yeah. I don't know if any of us hit a Breeders' Cup race. I yes. mean, we, we had the two, winner, two but because yeah. we had the favorites right. and whatever else, how right. you had to bet them and whatever else. Like the Breeders' Cup race, I took a beating, but I made all my money in the undercard. Well, the best part about Highly Motivated, too, is that he, and we talked about this a little bit, he is an into mischief, as as is Roderick, too, who was in there and, and talked about. But, um, <clears throat> right, exactly. But Highly Motivated physically is a horse that looked like he still had to grow into himself. So I think we talked about it on the show. Like he had been successful at the six and a half furlongs, but it actually looked like he might do better the older he got, the further he stretched out. He just wasn't completely fully formed. I mean, you go to these sales and you kind of see horses that look like they're they're pretty much already balanced, they're already developed, and then you see some that are, you know, higher in their hip and and uh and still have room to grow and I thought he looked like that. Hmm. And and it also speaks to the conversation from a breeding angle too that into mischief is now now that he's gotten better mares over the past couple of years, you know, obviously with authentic, he's getting these horses that can stretch out a bit more than they had before and highly motivated. I wouldn't be surprised to see him be one of those too. By the way, the only thing I've got that was like on the ground the Vquist ownership group sat right in front of us for a couple They're of races. People. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the non, the non Gary West part of that ownership group, uh, Vquist is, sh- is shipping to Florida. She's going to spend like three months in Florida, and then they are definitely on the Oaks Trail, which is cool. Okay, cool. we're going we're to take a break. So we'll be right back. I need this, more food. Yeah, get more food. Uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about Church of Downs in the next segment. This is the Horse Racing Happy Hour. Yes, I am a pirate. Two hundred years too late. The cannon. All right, we are back on the horse racing happy hour. That's much better, Louie. Yeah, it's a much still better not better it. than mine. No, yours was like For epic. Sure. It was perfect. I can't believe I didn't. Um, bring it was kind of like my photo at Breeders' Cup. Yeah, it was, okay. it was along the same lines. It was the long time sure. left for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we played a little Jimmy Buffett there for our oh, man nice. Gene. Uh, Gene's obviously part of this Louisville Thoroughbred Society, and we are live from the Louisville Thoroughbred Society. This is the horse racing happy hour. Mike Candolfo. Louis Rebeau and the ever fabulous Megan Devine. By the way, if you're curious about this photo that we're talking about, um, that Mike took, we'll tweet it out. We'll we'll tweet it out. But it's also the cover photo for the authentic calendar that has ah. been released on CodyPhotography.com. Oh yeah. So you are the oh, yeah. official cover boy of the calendar of the 2021. I'd like to say it's the first time, but it's uh, <laughs> when it's I think not. of hot shirtless men. What are we talking about? Oh, what? <laughs> like I said, sound I have been a runway model before. So. It's true, actually. <laughs> I mean, Back yeah. off, ladies. He's married. They bought furniture together and everything. <laughs> That's right. 20 years, baby. And also kids, but who's yeah. <laughs> furniture? Uh, all right. Uh, we'll go to church to dance. Indeed, for Saturday, Indeedy. and we're going to go uh, race eight through eleven for the late pick four, which includes the tenth race, which is the Mrs. Revere Stakes. Yeah, um, it is a great two, actually. Yep, uh, we're going to see a lot of two-year-old races because we're just coming off Breeders' Cup, right? Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. It's, the it's the that most time of year. confusing yeah. time of the year did, for did handicapping. Did Megan Devine actually handicap? Yeah. Okay. Should Louie go first? Oh, that is whoa. That was Look, besmirchment of the no, public level. That was so besmirchment good. She at is the so public good. level. No, don't she do that. So don't good. do that. I no, I can, I'll I'll say it. I so there are many a days. I I do not get paid for this gig. Let me tell you that right now. Uh, what, what so 
<laughs> this gig right yeah, here. Yeah, but we're trying to make this. We're I understand that, but yeah. but what needs to be known is that I do not currently get paid for this gig, and therefore I have to. Hopefully, I hope so. You're okay, but I have other jobs that I have to do that I do get paid for that do pay my bills. So, uh, I put a lot of work into my handicapping most of the time. There are times though that I have to kind of skim through it a little bit more than I would prefer. But granted, when I like am really handicapping, I mean it is it is it is the form. It is the sheets. It is bloodlines on Equiline. It is replays. So I mean, ninety-five percent of the time, that's what you get. All right. So let's let's actually. But I, but said. I am very good at handicrapping as well. And sometimes getting in your own head too much is negative for your. One hundred percent. But let's let's actually give a little, and we didn't agree on this, so I'm gonna go off the rails a little bit. But I have a sandwich. We've been off the rails for a while. We are actually gonna give our listeners the chance to subscribe to some handicapping specialty stuff. Probably the start of 2021 is yeah. what we're looking at. And so when Megan says she's not making any money on the show, that's true right now. We're still in the infancy stages of yeah. the show, right? Yeah, we've even been it, doing it for just a couple months, right. really. But the because we're hitting the numbers we are. We had 150 people listen to our Breeders' Cup shows last year. Right, and we had 140,000 <laughs> this Correct. time. Uh, we're going to do some cool stuff to kind of sell some cards and actually like there's going to be a way if you want to be subscribed at the highest level that you can because if you've heard us talk about how awesome megan is watching those horses come on the track and seeing who's ready to go we'll, we're even going to offer the opportunity to get on a zoom call live and see megan hang out man break down oh sorry can't see break down actually he's learning um, <laughs> analyze the horses Thank as you. they come on the track and who looks good in the paddock who looks good in the in the post parade ask questions and ask and questions and do that through a zoom so like we're going to take the handicapping thing to a whole nother level and if you guys are on board with that like let us know reach oh, yeah. out to us on twitter and also through anchor whatever Horse and let us know hour at gmail.com is, yeah, is absolutely the easiest way all three of us check that all the time so uh, we'll go to Church of Downs. And again, that's all going to start in 2021. And, you know, hold on. Before we go to Church of Downs. And by the way, that's going to involve. So side note, if you've listened long enough, you know that I replaced my wife's engagement ring from a Cinnaboya Downs. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, you need a card on Ass Tuesday. Down, heads no, up. You need, you, need a, you need a card on Tuesday. Holler at your boy. Like, we're, yeah. we're, we're going to have some fun. I mean, you it's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. All right, so I, yeah, Louis definitely going to be on involved with all yeah, that. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be great, and uh, that will ha come in twenty twenty one. Let's let's talk about the rest of twenty twenty a little bit. Yeah, sure. Because I think that's a fair point right now. We're through the Breeders' Cup. We've got the Clark. We've got the Cigar Mile. We've got a couple smattering of races. By the way, are, Megan, who's running in the Cigar Mile? King Guillermo. Yeah, baby. Drink, <sighs> drink, everybody, drink. everybody, drink. I will stand up tomorrow. <laughs> Um, you know what? This rye would be really good with a cigar. It's good Neat. with everything. Yeah. By it the way, good it's, with the grilled cheese. It is I'm delicious with grilled cheese and ham. <laughs> it's also delicious with the handicapping. Uh, it's awesome. So what are we looking at for the rest of 2020? What do, what do you all... I mean, this is probably... like. Will we do a show next Thursday? Let's go with that. Oh, sure. For sure. Yeah. For sure. I think we might lighten up in December. I was going to say, I think we do Mostly Cigar because Mile. because I'm like officially moving out of California. So we're going to get so, through the Clark. Yeah. For sure. I, I absolutely... We probably won't do a Thanksgiving show. We'll do like that show on Wednesday. I, I think it's reasonable that if you enjoyed the smaller pieces, the smaller shows before Breeders' Cup, expect some of those Clark Week. Yeah. Okay. Because if the three of us can't get together over Thanksgiving, for example, 
it doesn't mean that we can't record with guests or whatever it might be and actually put some. And if you guys have any suggestions for people you like would really like to hear for, let us know and we will effort to 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 talk to those people. So is it fair to say that we're probably, you know, we'll we might put out a a a random spot, but between Thanksgiving and Eclipse Awards, we're probably or the Pegasus or something like that. Yeah, Yeah, the Pegasus Eclipse are the same week. Yep. So the uh, I think we'd be full full force, you know, before the Pegasus. That's a pretty big day of yeah. I think gambling before Pegasus, we'll have a show. Yeah. But we're probably going to be kind of a little lighter. Yeah, a little lighter. lighter yeah. I need some time. <laughs> well, absolutely. And we got to get ready. December, just so everybody knows, December is the only month that any of us in racing like actually get right. to breathe. Sure. Well, that I mean, is it. We also obviously know that me and Louie are too much men for uh, for making a handle. That's okay. So That's not. No. Nope. <laughs> well, oh. Definitely not Mike. Yeah. Oh, ouch. <laughs> so, yeah. So we're going to be, uh, we'll, we'll light it up a little bit and then we'll come back and we'll be full on with the Pegasus and, and then be hot on the Derby Trail for 2021 and hopefully mm-hmm. the Derby's in May and we'll see how it goes. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's where we're going to do, right? I, yeah, we just we just decided that right now. Okay, great. <laughs> that is no lie. We have not. We have had like surface level discussions, but making the decision that. We're but look do, on the air. Turfway's yeah. running in December. Aqueduct's running in December. I'll be with you people at these ten thousand dollar claimers. Don't worry, I'll be with you. <laughs> Louise, your guy. All right, your so boy. Ra- race eight of uh, at Churchill Downs on Saturday begins the pick four, the late yeah. pick four. It is a fifty thousand claimer, um, and it's one mile on the dirt. Um, real quick, who are we including in our pick four ticket here? All right, so uh, my top selection here is actually the four Cantrail. Same. Hill. Great. Um, is it a single? So in a race, at hang on, to in one, a maybe. race with precursors like non-four lifers, you always have to look for, at least I do, horses that are either rounding into form or have been consistent lately. This horse actually has done both. And so one right before the claim came over to the, it's the Amos Bond, I think. Um, it's Harry actually Amos finished. Here. Yeah, Shout, shout out. out. What's funny is I walked in and then an Amos horse won the race within 30 seconds. Of me walking <laughs> in. This was great. She was very excited and um, actually finished second last two times out at here at Churchill and at Keeneland. One was by a head and one was by a nose. Eventually you win those head bobs. And so I think there's a good shot that Cantrell Hill is the winner here. The four the other horse to include. Class, um, I mean, from a 30,000 claim work to a 50,000. Yeah, it's going to be. Actually, I don't know because you have to look at the condition book. Sometimes those races, sometimes it's a lateral move. You have to see what's the lowest that they write um, at Keeneland and at Churchill for these types of races. And it, admittedly, I did not look up that condition book Our to girl see that. Jamie taking care of but, it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know that it's that big of a difference. I think it's a little bit of a step up because I, I think Churchill writes a, tw- a $20,000 claimer, maybe. Yeah, I got to look. Yeah. 23, I think is the low. Something yeah. like that. Yep. Mm-hmm. But, but that's something to... to um, I think if you really like really, really want to dig into your handicapping sure. and I don't know why this doesn't exist yet. I've thought about building it, but I think I need to like hire a, a college kid to do it you for me because I don't have the time, system. but well, like, good. Megan no, no, but I, I think, no, I, I think it's, um, to, to make a list, to make a chart basically, and be able to compare, uh, which tracks, right. Which races to figure out if it is actually a lateral move or if it is a step right. up or down. Right. I actually, the fact that there's not a handicapping tool like that, that exists more regularly um i'm it's actually surprised right? by yeah, yeah at this so point. if anybody horse... wants to cut me in on that product line i'm by gonna way, just copyright that <laughs> churchill has a ten thousand dollar claimer so that's not is that true but oh, at yeah, what that, distance this horse ran at what distance uh at seven furlongs not at a mile okay I didn't so know that's that. the difference you have to look at the at okay. the the um 
at, at the distance of the races as well. Yeah. Right? So the other horse here to include, I think, is the five Moe's Mojo, a yep. six-year-old son of Uncle Mo, who ran a reasonable third in a race recently to Jack, Dak Daniels, who uh, last time out, who just ran on Breeders' Cup weekend, actually. And won, I think. Yeah, did yeah. win. Yep. Uh, did, and not a bear- win. did not win. Uh, yeah, but he uh, was ran that the well. mile and five sixteenths race yeah. or something. Yeah, ran well, but did not win. Yeah. All right, so I have a really random long shot in this race that I'm interested to see. I don't think we'll end up winning, but I'm interested to see if the the trainer move works here. And that's the nine big beautiful wall, who un, until now has actually been running on two turns over turf. Interesting. Been, so they're trying the turf. They're trying the horse here turf. at a mile, but on one turn. They wrapped him up last time out, and it was and clear that this horse was exhausted after the, after the summer. So I'm going to throw the nine of my tickets here just because if this strategy hmm. works, I'll feel stupid for not playing. <laughs> um, and then the horse I will not be playing here is Eskin for it. And that's a name that people have probably seen over and over again. It's the seven in this race. The horse last won at a mile and three sixteenths and hit the board at 12 furlongs. This is an eight furlong race. One turn. One turn. And while I admire this horse for wanting to run forever, the ownership and the trainer won't do it. So if they're listening Give this horse more distance. Yeah. Perhaps put him on turf just to get it. Sometimes it's, yeah, sometimes the it's horse just wants to run option. forever. Let the horse run forever. So I'm four, five, nine here. If people want to spread more than that, I would understand, but I think you can actually get pretty cheap here and go for it. So five. you actually, Megan, you actually think that the four could be a live, uh, or I'm sorry, yeah, the four could be a live potential single, right? Yeah. So I have the four and the five as my top selection as well for a lot of the same reasons that Louis had mentioned. Um, I think the four is probably the best horse in the, the horse with the most recency right now, yes. which I like the five for Randy Morris. He's, he's been off to a pretty slow start here as has Miguel Mena, by the way, um, to the Churchill. Unusual, but but yeah. what I think is important is that this horse does have a good bit of early foot and seems to really like this distance. I think that third last time was good. The race two back right here at Churchill, um, he ran against Lemonite yeah, yeah. who came back to win very impressively. Uh, he just grinded out a nice performance. And then the race before that, he was in an allowance race. So, you know, I think that this horse, if you go line by line, you can make some pretty solid excuses for the reason why he didn't get his picture taken. Sure. So I know you were looking at the O for four number in 2020. By the way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like Cody Photography at Keeneland or Ellis. Not or by Mike Adolfo, who's like the Dunn. star photographer for Cody Right, Saturday, yeah, exactly. But, yeah, but, uh, very limited ability. I don't know. We might very have to employ you now. I only do the big If races. you're looking for a side gig. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that the four and the five are the two horses that I use that I think are, are most logical. However, if you want to go a few deeper, I think you use the six okay. in here, Carte Blanche, mm-hmm. um, who is a 10 to one for Phil D'Amato. And this is a, a long shot. This yeah. is a horse, yeah, with Florent Giroux, right? So you get Flo to to get on a long shot here. Phil D'Amato, first off, the claim wins at 33% of the time. His assistant here that does most of the training is a guy named Josh Flores, who mm-hmm. for a long time was with Wayne Catalano. He was with a, a couple of other people. He's very, very good. Um, this horse seems to like Churchill Downs very much. He was previously trained by Wesley Hawley, who is a eight percent trainer and phil is a 15 percent trainer so i think sometimes you have to look at the moves that that horse is making between various barns so um he needs ground i mean he needs pace to run at rather at least recently but i think at 10 to 1 he he makes a good case for himself and then the three make noise as well ran a very very good third last time and then this horse was just overmatched he was in allowance races at indiana and prairie meadows and you know uh, granted it was at those tracks and and so maybe you take those allowance levels and downgrade them a little bit to more of like a claiming rank sure. but i still think that the numbers that this horse ran make him one you have to consider for this group if you're going to spend a little bit more for this which race. is interesting because the three horse like at nine starts church announce never seen the winter circle but I like what you said about the six because the six has got five starts at Churchill Downs. And mm-hmm. I I do think Churchill Downs is a love it or hate it track for horses. Yeah, I think some tracks are more like that than others. Yeah. Saratoga is one of those. And the board, the carte blanche has hit the board every single time. 
that that horse was raised at Churchill Downs. Mm-hmm. So uh, just kind of thought. That. And by the way, some of the you know we talked about what those claiming levels look like at different tracks. One of the other things you can do is look at which which jockey was on the horse at different tracks. So sure. if you're at Indiana, for example, Indiana Grand, and Deshaun Parker's your Shout jockey, out to Rachel. yeah, for sure. But Deshaun Deshaun Parker's your jockey. That that means they were really trying to win because that guy for has sure. five thousand riding wins. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. I mean, that, he's a serious jockey, and so you know you can kind of look for those little kind of clues too. So an optional claimer twenty five k non you I know not drivers. By the way, till we go to Indiana Grand, next get all that time. I know comp, me too. Get all that comp action. Stay at a Holiday Inn. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> well, I think we're gonna. It take, was a humble brag until then. We're gonna take our stuff. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Siri, 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 Siri says, we're on the air. Siri said, I don't know what you mean by, no, know what you mean by humble brag. Uh, next race. It means drink, Siri. Next race. Um, I don't know if people heard that or not. They probably um, did. So <laughs> the ninth race of Churchill Downs is a, a mile. Alain Trace, $87,000 Alain Trace. Uh, on the dirt for Phillies and Mares, three-year-olds and up. Louie, who do you have here? All right, so. I have an interesting pace scenario thing here where I think the one, two, and the four all try to get out front. And right behind them is going to be the three, Jerry B. Um, I think she's going to be ready to pick up the pieces. So I'm interested that this, there's some, there is some class in that first group. I think the class of the race is actually Ocean Breeze. The interesting thing here, heavy that, favorite, by the way, that by the way is the Mike Gandolfo special of the day. What's that? Du-du-du-du. The fantastic housewife, Ricardo Santana Jr., is jumping off the four and onto the two. Paleo flag. He's not jumping off. He's the first call rider for Steve Asmussen. Shh. Mike wouldn't know to look for that. Okay. And so I actually think it's reasonable. I would now, by the way, to include the one, two, three, and four in this race. So in my longer tickets, I'm going to have the first four, but I think your most likely winners are the four and the three if the pace falls apart. Can I ask a question then? Because if we have four horses here and you get a favorite that hits in that first race, that late pick four ticket's going to get expensive and you're not looking at a big return. Possibly. I, I will tell you what my total pick for ticket costs, and I think you're wrong. Okay. Megan? Uh, I like the two on top, who's done pretty much nothing wrong. Correct. Ricardo I mean, Santana? Yep, Ricardo aboard, and he's ridden this horse each and every time. Started off at Keeneland, going seven furlongs, and that's pretty tough to do. This horse ran behind Movie Moxie, who I believe just won today or yesterday, maybe. I remember that name. Um, and then finished a good second at... at Don't uh, beat Movie Moxie, in fact. Right. That's what I mean. And oh, maybe yeah. Moxie won. So right. it's not highlighted, obviously, in the form because it wasn't sure. the next out for that horse. But yep. um, but the second race back, the six and a half for alongside this horse was able to w- uh, finish a very good second, rather. And then and I think to secondary market, which sounds a lot like a Clarvich horse and Chad Brown. So there's good competition there. Yep. And then last time out ran behind Regal Beauty, who came back to win its next start um, at seven furlongs. And I, I just feel like she's a daughter of Curlin out of an AP Indy mare. And she's run pretty freaking well sprinting. I think she wants more distance. Okay. And I think the fact that she's getting that today is going to be a huge plus for her. So I think with the stretch out, granted it's the one turn mile, but it's still a mile. Uh, I think those fractions will actually flatter her form a little bit better. So I like her. I, I also like the four ocean breeze because of the numbers that she has been able to run. And the fact that she's also gone long once before it yep. was in the grade three um yeah, model iowa oaks where she was favored that day uh but i just i, I think she still has to be included and then I, I threw in the one horse as well and i think that villa what is it villanelle for brad cox yep, villanelle. she also is a horse that at least has one going around the ground before yep. last time out at keeneland yep. and she has some speed so i i feel like you're probably going to see early speed from her um, I think Jerry B might try to go out there as well. I actually think the two and the four will sit off the pace. Oh, interesting. Okay. As as will the rest of the field. So in my opinion, I don't think there's much of a, a potential for a speed duel as, as you think, Louis. Okay. 
But, you, right. but we agree on the horses, which is interesting. Two for one for me. There you go. And I was one, two, three. So and actually, I think I just talked myself into the one for like a top spot. Oh, you're out of the three. All the three. I'm, not, I'm not on the three. Okay. okay. There you go. So the 10th race in is the grade two Mrs. Revere, which is a mile and a 16th on the turf for Phillies three-year-olds. Uh, it's a $200,000 race. I mean, this is a legit race. Uh, grade two, $200,000 grade two. Uh, Louis, who do you like here? I actually wrote down. Um, I, I think this is actually given the time of year and the restrictions on this race. This is a great two. There are actually some really, really nice horses in this race. Yeah, I and, agree. Um, I love uh, three of the Phillies that are actually running here. I think any of them can win. <sighs> they do a good job with the morning lines at Churchill Downs, so I think it's chalk. But uh, let's make sense of those at least. Hendy Woods is coming in here off a disappointing attempt in the in the Grade One Queen Elizabeth II. But frankly, this is the class drop she needs. Um, she ran a good second actually in September's grade to Edgewood here at Churchill over two turns behind a good filly in, uh, in sharing. It was a very nice horse. That's a great actually, Breeders' Cup winner. Yeah. And, uh, and a, not this year, last year. Yeah. And, um, a win in the $150,000 Indiana grand in August. Stunning skies. The three horse here won last time out in the grade three Valley view beating the four princess grace. It was only a half a length. So to me, when you're trying to handicap the next race, to me, that, that is equivalent and so I think your uh, your winner actually comes from those three horses, the one, three, and the four. I'm actually going to play the exacto here because I do think two of those horses will hit the line together. Yeah, I agree. Okay. I mean, I think Hendy Woods, just to add another point in there, um, the only two races where this horse did not perform is where, which was last time out, and then also the grade three regret, which she was coming off a layoff, number one. Um, but number two, she was racing against Harvey's Little Goyle, yep. who, if you remember, I Crystal gave out Cliffs. and loved at Breeders' Cup, yep. and she ran in the top spots at a pretty good price yep. I, I think that horse is mega talented and so when you look at the the horses that hendy woods has run against you know the fact that you see harvey's little goyle in there and she besides that has been with some other good horses like you said like sharing like some other ones um it gives her that much more right more more of a credential for me so i like the one as well i put the three on top stunning sky two races back she ran a kentucky downs i i just think that kentucky downs is one of those tracks you can kind of just cross out it's so weird and it's Dep the conditions are I not agree. always very consistent. Yep, I agree. Um, so Stunning Sky, though, does need that pace setup. I think the only pace you have in here is really the two horse, in my opinion. So mm. there's a lone speed potential for the two, who I don't like on I top, yep. but scares me because of that. And then okay, the four horse yeah. I use as well, Princess Grace, just because, like you said, her recency. Which um, is so balanced. Yeah, and, yep. and she just seems to do well pretty much at any track. She's raced at three tracks, Colonial, Monmouth, and Keeneland, which are very different tracks. And she's run extremely well at all of them. So I like a horse that can take their track with them. I'm interested here, actually, because Mark Cassie's closing in on 3,000 wins. Oh, really? Actually, as a trainer. So he has a chance, actually, Hendy Woods could be that horse, actually. So All interesting. Right. Interesting card. I actually really like that race. I, it feels like a very appropriate mid-November grade, too. So nice race. Well, let's finish up then with the let's finish up with the uh, pick four tickets with the 11, the 11th race of Churchill, which is a mile, uh, made in special weight. $85,000 race. It's a mile on the dirt. Louis, who do you have here? So one of the things that is very difficult for me as a, um, as a fairly new handicapper is managing races where there are horses that have never raced before first timers. Luckily this race is full of horses that have already run. And so it's actually full of both. There's a ton of horses that haven't run before. Yeah. But a bunch that have run well before at least. And so horses that you can feel like are going to show up here. I I'm interested to see if, Grace's Secret, the two, um, who has run a few high-level maiden races here at Churchill Downs, hitting the board in both, missed by a half a length last time out with John Court, keeps John Court aboard. Megan is very against that horse, so definitely bet Shaking it. Shaking my um, head. 
I don't like the notes on Honoré Feek, the 12, who Megan's going to tell you is really great. Um, the horse is stretching out to a mile here, and there are zero notes about this horse finishing well. The 11 Rookery, on the other hand, has already tried a mile at Churchill Downs, kept its pace at the end of the race. So I think both should be included here, the 11 and the 12. I'm going to go 2-11-12 here in the final race, and uh, I will give out the price of the pick four after Megan's done. Lesson. Me. Yeah, this is Megan. This is you, baby. Go ahead. Save your money. Oh. <laughs> Don't bet. <laughs> Whatever words you just said. The, uh... the two, Grace's Secret. Yeah, no, absolutely okay. not. It's, it's Rookery, for sure. I mean, this is a horse who... Ran a lot better last time, was much closer to the pace than she had been before in some of her previous races. And if you look, they made an equipment change. So last time they added blinkers, a lot of times blinkers can do that to a horse and put that speed um, in them. So she was run down at the wire, unfortunately, in the very final stages. But the fact that she's getting more distance, I actually think will help her. I agree with you. Um, I liked the way she ran two races back when she ran a mile yep. at Churchill Downs. She yep. finished a good second that day. And she, I like the comment line, sustained grind. Yep. Because I think it shows us two things. It shows us she can handle the extra distance, which we're getting back today. And, and it shows us that to. she's super competitive, yep. you know? So, and she comes in by the way, with a four furlong 46 and one blowout at Churchill Downs uh, on November 6th. Yep. So this horse is primed and ready to go. So you get Florent Giroux aboard. Uh, I think that only helps her chances in I here. I totally agree with that. So I, I honestly think the 11 is the best horse and will likely win this race. The other ones that I used, if you, if you want a couple of other options in here, I think that Empress Catherine, uh, the nine for okay. Steve Asmussen. He was actually favored on debut. She went six furlongs that day at Keeneland and she finished six, finished nowhere at the maiden special weight level. However, Steve is very good at identifying his horse's talents and running them second maidens with their second start winning that at 22%. Yeah. Plus he's very good at sprint to a route wins at 20% with that. So I think she just, you know, she's Nike sired by Nyquist. She's got empire maker on the bottom side. So there's a lot of foundation there. I think when these maiden races, you have to look at, at breeding and try to get yourself familiar with the, the types of horses that they are sired by or that the dam sire is and try to figure out if they can handle this based off of what those horses did. That's a big, big part of betting the maiden races. So I think the nine is one that you could include. I actually have those two as my, as my like top two, my a ticket, my B ticket would include the one high fashion for rusty Arnold, who I, am I right? Huh. Is the Keeneland race at a mile and a 16th, two turns? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. We're running a one turn mile here. Yep. By and the way, did the, 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 the uh, multiple finish lines at Keeneland messed you up in Reader's Cup? No, because I've been at Keeneland like a lot. Uh, Humble screwed, brag. It screwed us up big time. Oh. It's stupid. It is stupid. Yeah. Like lots of things at Keeneland. <laughs> okay, Louis alone on that. <laughs> but anyways, High Fashion no, I, I'm is... I'm to that. For, yeah. It started on turf, and then they moved her to the main track, and... You know, that race last time she finished six, beaten by four lengths. She didn't really have the best start. I, I, I don't mind them trying the one-turn mile with her on the dirt. She seems to be training really, really well mm -hmm. at this track. So for a price at six to one, um, you get Jimmy Graham aboard, who didn't really give her any speed in the first two races. But historically, I, I kind of typecast Jimmy as a speed rider, as a gate speed rider. Yeah, she did. And so I wouldn't be surprised drawing the one hole today if you see her run in a very different spot than she was before. And I think that makes a big difference in her performance. Interesting. Okay. And then the 12, Honor Feet. Yep. Uh, how do we say it, Louis? Honor Feet, yep. Okay. You're right. Um, I, I don't have as my top selection, but the fact that this horse finished a very good third going around a ground at Keeneland, granted two turns, mile on the 16th, whatever, uh, last time for Eddie Keneally you have to include this horse because she's done this already. You have so many horses in here who are trying a mile for the first time. You have proven form from her. And so if you don't include her on your ticket, I think you're making a mistake, but I don't have her in that top slot. 
All right. So your ticket then. I had her in my third slot. So I kind of went through and figured out what it would cost to do the different tickets that Megan and I just talked through. So if you did the following ticket of 459-124-134 and then 11-9, it would be $27. Oh, that's good. That's not bad. So you were concerned it was going to be a $108 ticket. And it's twenty seven. Right. So, and I think that that That's hits reasonable. every single horse that Megan and I agree on. And then I added the nine in the last race as Megan's second favorite. Okay, you had Megan's second favorite, not Empress yours. Catherine. Correct. That's a very important uh, point of distinction. <laughs> right. So I won't be betting it because I want to win. Keep All right. On. So we will. Uh, that's that's Lance. We're going to come back yep. the next segment. We're going to talk about the late pick four at Del Mar turf and surf, and uh, we'll be right back. <laughs> so this hungry. is the horse racing happy hour. <laughs> Where the turf meets the surf, down at old Elmar. All right, we are back at the Horse Racing Happy Hour. Live from Little Thurba's site. That actually might be better than yours, actually. No. Let's go. Absolutely that, not. That's going to be a Twitter poll. Was look- Louie's opening <laughs> clink of segment three better than Megan's opening clink of segment one? Yeah, it was saying okay. it was a, as the opening of the show. All ago. three people that listen to all the segments. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Absolutely. So uh, Del Mar, and that's why we played, of course, being Crosby, where the turf meets the surf. Um, and uh, I, I'm church. This you all. I'm no secret to be that I love this track, and I uh, the site of the next Breeders' Cup. I know. Are we going to be Mar. there? Is my question. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Woo woo. Oh yeah. I don't going. know that for fact. Right. I, I mean, not only that, you. but we're going to have it paid for. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, no, it will be. It will be paid for. I had conversations with people from Breeders' Cup this week, and uh, I uh, told them that I really plan to be there next fall. Oh, one hundred percent. Hopefully, that we would be able to cover uh, the the races from there. No, we had a great time. I I expect that we're going to have a big year next year. Frankly, no joke. By the way, we we haven't said it on the show. Uh, Breeders' Cup and Keeneland both treated us great last week. Oh, Oh, it was amazing. Totally. Shout out to GD, by the way. Yeah, GD is the absolute best. He is the best. He is the the name you may not know. Like in that, that makes Keeneland and honestly horse racing. He's, he's done much more outside of Keeneland. He makes racing go round. He is one of those fundamental people that you work with that I've worked with for years. That is just so underrated. Yep. It's unbelievable. And Jimmy G, uh, Jim Gullickson over at uh, breeders cup helped us out as well. Um, yeah. You and I were out there on Sunday early to, to make sure those things were going. What's wrong? Nothing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Breeders cup was, was you really great a- and it was really fun. Can I tell my Jack Wolf story in a second? So, those two people did a really great job. And then the whoever the very nice women were that helped us with lunch since we were oh. always late to lunch. <laughs> the, the, the teacher, the art teacher. Yes. Man. Uh, Goodness she, gracious. She like held lunch for us. You guys got lunch? Yeah. They, they, Why didn't you? No, no, I, I was busy. Saved, I didn't get lunch. They saved lunch. soups in a Aww. warm area for us. I'm not kidding. Shout out to the Keeneland Chili. And you besmirched Keeneland. Oh, I like the burgoo no, 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 much no. better than the chili. But oh, burgoo was what? not an option, by the way. Oh, sad. Well, okay, the chili. But was, they smoked their own chili. Chili was really good. Right? I also had the tomato soup. I'm a, I'm a total sucker for soups. It's embarrassing. I love tomato soup. Yeah. Oh, it was ridiculous. Amazing. But, sounds good as chicken noodle as we are. It'd be really good with this grilled cheese. I'll we, tell you that right now. Yeah, bacon <laughs> sandwich, chicken noodle already won the <laughs> If Twitter the kitchen bowl. was taking requests, I would request that. <laughs> but no, we had a great time and a uh, great spot for us to do the show from and watch sure. races and do those things. So really appreciative there. And, um, much less snooty photographers than there are a derby. Can I actually say which is very nice? That's gonna be very well. Cody's at both of them. So. No, but Cody's not in that room with us. <laughs> yeah, where we yeah, broadcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's they're the Sports Illustrated guys, is what you're talking about. I know what you're talking. So, about. <laughs> wait, no, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. But I honestly like. 
I would not be a, uh, upset if Breeders' Cup was always just like the horsemen, owners, trainers, horsemen, and the media, and that's there it. There it is. I, actually Every, really I got liked it. <laughs> I got besmirched for saying that that's what Mike wanted, and that's exactly it. what Mike wants. I liked it a lot. <laughs> that's not what Mike wants. Okay, yeah, just it's, check it's, it. uh-huh. Uh-huh. it's just wink, it wink. Was, it was the perfect amount of people there. It wasn't overly crowded, but it was. Oh, it was bougie it, and delightful. I'm not going to lie, was. but it's better with people. It is. Yeah. I mean, I was definitely the poorest person at the track, but you know, it's true. Yeah. So somebody uh, had to be. Someone had to be, right? <laughs> it's uh, actually me. <laughs> it was, yeah, that's probably true. It probably was Megan. Um, okay. So we're going to Old Del Mar, where the surf meets the turf. Yeah, it is. And uh, we're going to start the pick four with race six. It is one mile optional claiming on the dirt, $59,000 purse uh, for California breads, three year olds and up, which have never won a $15,000 or other maiden claiming. So this is a wide open race in Megan. Oh, I go first. I uh, California you, right? Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. You have property um, there. I don't. Well, really. she rents. I mean, let's not really. Simmer down there. That's <laughs> California. Hemorrhaging money in a place that I don't live in. It's fine. Because of their laws, that's all people do is they yeah, rent. Yeah, no, they're not allowed. You, no, you're not allowed to own It's impossible property. to buy Correct. property. Correct. Anyways, um, I've got the seven on top here, Mystery Man, for Richard Mandela. I like the fact that this horse was able to show some speed going a route of ground last time, which is not uncommon. Sometimes you see these horses that just aren't able to get to the front at a shorter distance, at a sprinting distance. But the slower fractions that you see at a route of ground rather than, you know, the all out sprinters just blazing in front um, is important. So this horse was able to to get the jump on, on him last time, has Mike Smith aboard. He's been riding this horse for a while. Granted, he he is, I think, the rider, the first call rider for Fox Hill Farms. So you, you kind of have to recognize that and associate that when you're going through and, and talking about riders and trainers and all that. Same with Ricardo Santana being the first call guy for Steve. Um, so Mystery Man is on top for me. I think this horse has been prepared very well. Richard Mandela is one that kind of lets them find their feet and he's not afraid to right. to try out different things. And yep. you see that here. He sprinted first time out on the dirt. Then he sprinted on the turf course, you know, and now they're like, oh, well, he ran better on the dirt, maybe. I don't know. Uh, and so they're going to, they stretched him out and he ran on the dirt and he ran great. So they're going to do that again here. They figured out what he wants to do. Um, I also include the five secret touch for Bob Hess, who I think lacks the class of some of the other horses maybe in here just because you know, he has been racing at the claiming level a little yep. bit. Um, it took him a while to figure out, I, I think, how he wanted to run as a racehorse. But this horse is four for seven at Del Mar. He is, let's see, five for eight on 2020. And that's with a, a bunch of different trainers. He's been with Peter Erton. He's been with Doug O'Neill. He's been with Mark Lett. Now he's with Bob Hess. So this is a horse that's able to really overcome pretty much any kind of training, any kind of racetrack. Um, so I, I think you have to include him as well. But he's, he's more of the hard-knocking type, whereas I do think that the seven is classier. Interesting. The five is the kind of the grinder, right? Yeah, but but the seven comes in, less experienced, didn't need as many races, you know, to kind of jump up to this level. He just graduated from Maiden Special Rate last time, but but the 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 five is your blue-collar horse, you know? Louie, I get a sense that you completely disagree with me. You're right. It's I first. also think okay. I gave the two and the eight a look, but I prefer the seven and the five. Cool. We agree on the eight. Uh, kiss today, goodbye. Um, I, I, I think this is a horse that's stepping back down from the grade two level where it clearly probably shouldn't have been. Um, I don't hate when trainers try that out at least. Uh, oh, we did finish fourth in the last grade two. For wow. sure. But, um, it was out, of, Anita, so out of nine horses. Like four horses yeah. yeah. Um, capable of running really well at Del Mar, which I like. So By the way, Phil can Pass I say something her, though? Phil Pass was third in that race. 
<laughs> you know, he loves the old pals. I appreciate that this horse finished behind Thousand Words and Honor AP, who everybody loves so much. Um, but Eric Crueljack is a trainer that puts horses in big spots. He very much takes the kind of Doug O'Neill angle. Sure. So I have to say, me personally, when I look at this, I, I look at this colt and I look at who the trainer is and the fact, yes, he is stepping down in class. He is getting an easier spot to run in. But he should have never been in those races in the first place. I so I, I don't that. give it, I don't give him as much credit Did as I some of the other that? horses. I kind of heard that, but okay, I, also, check I also see that this oh. horse has a triple digit speed figure. So uh, the other horse that Megan didn't mention that's stretching back out is Canadian pride. Who's been improving every race going, for, uh, going a mile here for the second time ever seems to be just broke his maiden at uh six and a half furlongs at Santa Anita. Interested to see if that horse continues on that trajectory with Peter Urton and Flavian Pratt aboard. I'm very reticent to not bet Flavian Pratt in Southern California, so I will be including uh, the six Canadian pride in my tickets. I don't disagree with much that Megan said, frankly, about th- about horses like Mystery Man or um, uh, sorry, Secret Touch. Um, Secret Touch. Yeah, yeah, no, five times in the board this year, I don't hate it. Yeah, no, I agree. A ton I mean, of different Canadian trainers. Pride, I hate that the one part, thing- but the horse runs well regardless of trainer. So I just feel like Canadian Pride just figured out that he like he's done very well sprinting. And I, he's a Giants Causeway out of a, I don't know anything about Canadian Frontier really, but Giants sure. Causeway like long on the turf question mark. I don't know. I just feel like this horse has done pretty well at what he's been doing now. And now you're trying something new with him. I don't know. I'm not a trainer, but I, I just, I think you're taking him out of his element that he's already proven himself at. Got it. Okay. So let's move on to the seventh race, which is a five furlong sprint on the turf. It's an optional claiming race with a $59,000 purse. And this is for three-year-olds and up, which have never won a $15,000 other than the Maiden. Never won. Megan, who do you like in the seventh race? No. Uh, so race seven, I like the two. One flew south. Who gets the blinkers on here? He's worn them before. Um, back in the Arkansas Derby at Oakwan. Uh, but I, I don't think his 11th place finish had anything to do with the blinkers. I think it had to do with Omaha Beach and Improbable being in there. And Country House, by the way. Um, so he, this is a horse that's... Derby winner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So this is a horse that's had a pretty tough campaign. I mean, he has tried a number of different things. He went long on the turf. He sprinted on the dirt, blah, blah, blah. Um, he then went to the UAE and was in a few races there, comes back to the U.S. after a very long time away from the races, which we often see, honestly, horses take a while to come back from racing at Maidan and then getting back to the U.S. So he comes back and he runs a pretty decent race sprinting on the turf. Um, and he had some trouble in there too. So I think one flew South actually does have some very good numbers underneath him. He is one that has been training exceptionally well. Uh, and I, I, I like him in this spot again, giants Causeway, you've got the turf sky Mesa. I think he's perfectly fine for sprinting here. And, uh, I think he's well prepared for this one. Plus he's second start off the layoff. So he should be more fit horse. So I like the two on top, then the eight. Thanks, Lost Mr. Edison. Twice though, that two horse, right? so yeah, but I mean, there's Omaha beach, Omaha you know? Beach yeah, exactly. Favorite. Totally. I've got a man crush in Omaha beach. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> pretty cool um so i i think the eight thanks mr edison for she jeff totally bondy me, by the way. no i get it absolutely when, not when they scratch that horse you and i were like so we're not going to do the show right yeah, like, yeah. Just, yeah right. I, I cried a little bit <laughs> yeah, I um this horse has actually been pretty classy three races back at the forty thousand dollar allowance level he actually had to be steady and had absolutely nowhere to run that horse is going to make a huge huge impact and since then he's been running at the same allowance level which by the way this race is and he's finished two very good second place efforts and he has had some trouble as well edwin maldonado is another like speed rider gate speed rider um so expect to see this horse on the front end i think that's what he does best and i don't i mean the five 
will be out there early because that's some cheap speed that's not going to last um, and possibly the three as well. So we'll see how that works out for it. But I did include the eight. I, I thought about the four preaching trainer, but I just don't know that the Calbred races are going to hold up to the open allowance. So 40. you like the two. I like the two and the eight. You like the eight to stay classy San Diego. Yeah. All right. There you go. All right. There's a horse running in this race. The nine quick finish. This that, is the that describes Louie to a T, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's about me. It's all right. So the um, <laughs> the this is the last race this horse is ever going to run in. And he's going to finish like seventh. Okay. What? They're trying him on the turf for no reason. He hasn't run. He's he hasn't, already tried it. He's won on the turf. In 2018. Um, yeah, but. So congratulations, Dan Blacker, who hasn't won a Del Mar this year. And uh, has a he's jockey only had one horse a jockey a uh, trainer combination with Hernandez at zero percent. Congratulations! Because Hernandez this just started the, riding in Southern California. So this is the deepest besmirchment of all time, um, by the way. Right? I don't know where this is coming one, from. Just save your money, bet on other horses. Okay. And do you want to pick a horse? <laughs> I no, no, I I agree with Megan. So no. Okay. Then we'll go to the eighth race. Okay. The eighth race is a, uh, a six and a half furlong on the dirt. Another sprint race. This is the Desi Arnaz. First off, before we go too far, do you even know who Desi Arnaz is? He's an actor. Oh, you've got to be a little bit more specific. <laughs> no, I feel like I nailed it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Louis, will you like to tell Megan who Desi Arnaz is? I can't nail down who Desi Arnaz is. Seriously? Like I know the name for Oh sure. my gosh, I'm not I'm alone. Terribly old. You're so old. This isn't I Love Lucy, is it? This is I Love Lucy. Oh, it is. Okay. All right. Yeah. I just didn't want to be wrong. I'm Lucy, sorry. I'm home. Yeah. Do you know that my dad wanted to name me Lucy? Oh, that's a nice My name. mom's like, absolutely like not. Lucy. What? I, I do not. Yeah. Absolutely not. St. Yeah. Lucy is the patron of eye uh, doctors. So that's my wife's uh, patron. Cool. There you go. There, there you go. go. Yeah. I need right. to come see her. My eyes are decreasing by the day. The redhead. <laughs> she's the redhead's got like her her phone on the big bold text and oh no she's she, like, is she there oh, no. and i'm like you need to go see kristen and she's like no i don't i don't need to go <laughs> no see i don't <laughs> whoever you are over there right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i cannot look at my phone like anymore without my glasses it's just i've got floaters all the time my I'm eyes so i'm so old for being under 30 you are <laughs> the oldest you are the i am the oldest 20 something yeah, sure. yeah yes, absolutely sure. yeah. you'd be happy with an afghan and petting your cat <laughs> i don't like cats but yeah. Yeah. actually there was a cat that showed up in the barn the other day. Goats. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I have yeah, goats goat. instead. I'm actually chickens. Oh, I can pet my chicken. Goat, Tom Brady, please. No, all my goats are named. They're the chickens all... are not named, okay. so you can name the chickens. Right. Only because they die too easily and I get too oh, attached. Are you going to eat them? It's sad. No, they just, they like drown themselves. <laughs> it's <laughs> terrible. So they're dumber it's than the so horses. Weird. <laughs> that's it's, that's so weird. It's so sad. Yeah. Yeah, the chickens are more suicidal than the horses. This is a $100,000 list of steaks. Like I said, six and a half furlongs on the dirt, the Desi Arnaz steaks. Um, this is a very listed stakes. Yes. I like a couple horses here, but it's very listed stakes. Megan gets to go first, of course. Yes, you, of course. Ladies first. Um, I'm on the four. Varda, who was a $700,000 purchase at OBS, which is pretty, that's a pretty big price for OBS. I feel like we see that at Phasing and we see that at uh, Keeneland, but I don't know that we see that as much at, at, at OBS. So um, this horse is, is coming in from a grade two, finished second. Behind Princess Nor, by the way, uh, who didn't really run anywhere in the Breeders' Cup. Uh, this horse had trouble sure. in the first turn there. And I, I actually think that was pretty valid trouble. So one on debut that was going, uh, that was sprinting, going six furlongs. And now already ran at the graded stakes level is going to cut back in distance um, to where I think she belongs. And so you get Abel, uh, Abel Cedillo aboard who 
gets along fine with Bob Baffert's horses. I mean, look at the percentage that they had this year, 38, 36%. Um, so I like that Philly on top. I, 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 serious question here, though. Okay. Mm -hmm. Three three Baffert entries. Drayden has ridden this horse two times, and Baffert has that horse that has Drayden on the two. Mm -hmm. Is is it because he prefers Abel? Or is it because he, Baffert thinks a private mission is the horse? Well, it's all. I mean, I think it, the jockeys matter there, right? I, I think the owners matter. It's the same owner for both of those horses, and and a lot of times that's something that people don't like understand. Um, so, I mean, maybe he had his choice of the two, but I don't know. Baffert is like not afraid to 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 take one of his main guys off the horse, but but Abel's become one of his main guys too. Well, Drake's so both he these switches horses, them so. around like musical chairs and that's for workouts if you watch those and also in races so i don't with with a guy like baffert and and his first his a team if you will i don't put as much into it well i'm just looking at this right now and i see the private mission one first time out with a pretty respectable speed i'm looking at that and i'm looking at those jockeys and i'm looking at i, I think he's involved. slightly he might be it. slightly better than the other but i think you know varda's had that experience where she was entered in the graded stakes race. Um, you know, maybe that's just because they thought she could handle the distance, whereas private mission, maybe not, even though she's an intermission, so I don't really way. get it. Finished second in grade two. Yeah, exactly. So she's graded stakes place already. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, ha I have the two. Yeah, class on class. I have the two on there as well. The only other horse I use that we didn't mention is the seven astute for Richard Mandela, who like has been a little bit lower softer with his percentages like he hasn't been as good over the past couple of years 40 freaking three percent right now i'm gonna get 19 percent, so he's back on it for sure um and mike smith is aboard this horse too 70 cents on the dollar for the debut it was on the turf course granted but this horse is meant to sprint it's a spite sound right so you had langford on the bottom side so i see where they went to the turf there but i think the way that this horse has been training on the main track is really important so she has just put some very good numbers in on the del mar surface and she also seems to have a bit of speed so I think the seven astute is in there. Four, seven, two for me. What's the odds on the two horse there, Louis? Two's nine to five. That's my top choice here, private mission. I agree with Mike on everything that he said. Um, I mean, I am a master. I, I, but I love I love horses that win first time out running their second time and or horses that run very close to the top in maiden races to win their, their maiden the next time out. That's just me. Um, I have a horse in here that I like that Mega did not mention, which is Quingol, um, which is the five horse. Uh, with Juan Hernandez, uh, John Sadler as a trainer. Um, I don't hate that one. No, it's fine. Uh, one first time out in a main special weight, ran in a listed stakes, excuse me, at Santa Anita at six furlongs. Um, and so hopefully can keep that going. Had Flavian aboard. We're, we're switching to, um, to Juan Hernandez here. But I agree with Megan about Astute, the seven. Um, another horse that one first time out is running a second time for Richard Mandela. Um, ran in eight horse field. This is exactly what we're dealing with here. Um, expect that horse to run well. And so uh, those are my three, actually. Uh, so I would actually go two, um, I would go two, four, seven, um, or no, excuse me, two, five, seven in my, in my, uh, my three picks here. Okay. So the ninth race is the one mile on the turf is the middle maiden special way for $57,000. And this will close out our pick four. I'm actually and excited about that eighth race. I didn't say that during the race, but because Megan talked <laughs> for 45 minutes, but I'm actually legitimately excited. I'm just kidding. Megan, you did not talk that long. I let her go first. It's it is She's it fantastic. Is. There you go. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> By the way, I learned something. What? Can I share it? Yeah. Sure. So if you look at the form, it's doing that green thing again where it starts and then it goes the European way to the finish. Yeah. Uh huh. They do that everywhere. 
they just don't fill in the green for some reason on the bottom. On uh, on the turf. Yeah, on the turf. So like at Churchill Downs, it looks the same way. Yeah. It's just what DRF does. There you go. Okay. It's still funny. Give I think them. it's interesting too because I've I've uh covered a couple of it's like seems to only be Indiana, but I've covered a couple mm. of cards at Indiana where I've downloaded the like re-downloaded the form when it had the odds on it day of when there had been some changes when they're off the turf off turf right. and they switch the races to the dirt right totally throws me off i do not like that just leave it as is right and i know the, it's off the, turf. the off turf numbers at the bottom right like i don't need you to give me all the th- like it's so because you still have the numbers for right. the turf right and you know, so it's like all the trainer stats are first turf or whatever, like dirt to turf. Yeah, yeah. But then you have the race listed on the dirt, but all the conditions are for the turf. I just don't like it. How just much leave rain, it like it is. How much rain would Del Mar have to get to go off the turf? Like a centimeter of rain? Would that, would that take it off it the turf? It rains there sometimes. I mean, it's much more. Come on now. Santa Anita is more desert. Del Mar is more beachy. So you have more wet weather at Del Mar. Well, remember, too, that 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 mist comes in, mm-hmm. that haze so the oh, humidity yeah. levels higher in San Diego. Sure. Yeah, for San sure. Diego. But That's I've also been to San Diego mm, close to twenty times. Everybody drink. And humble brag. Humble brag. Yes, it is. No. Yes, it is. No. San yeah, Diego is probably drinking. the second most. The place I've been to the second most, and if I think it's rained like for thirty seconds total. Well, to be fair, like Oakland has had one rainout in August baseball games in Ever. thirty years. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> so All it's right. just the weather So number nine, the race nine. Who do we like here, Megan? I think you should like the two whiskey vision, but uh I like the seven <laughs> <laughs> circle of champions for Carla Gaines and Umberto Raspoli, who was just totally screwed by Irad Ortiz and Ricardo Santana in that Breeders' Cup race. Yep. Um but Circle of Champions, the seven, two year old son of uh circumference. I think he's bred up and down for the grass. This is a horse who uh, I'm not afraid to see stretch out a little bit more. Um, he sat off the pace last time. He had some trouble. I think it was a decent debut for him, honestly. Uh, he finished just in front of Whiskey Vision. But um, at, or I'm sorry, behind Whiskey Vision, I should say. He finished fourth. But I just think Carla is good with types like these. Yep. And I, I see this horse stepping up here today. Um, I also like the eight for Jeff Bondi and Mike Smith. Uh, discretionary day who sat off the pace last time. Actually, no, was a little bit more speedy, but I expect to see this one possibly just stalk. We'll see. Jeff Bondi's a horse that puts a lot of speed, a, a trainer rather that puts a lot of speed into his horses. So the two races that this one has had so far on the turf, already routed on the turf, you know, finishing the top three. Um, I, I think he's got some form that you can rely on more so than some others. And the workouts have been very good for him too. If I went one more, I would possibly include the six club champ. Who's a first time starter for Richard Baltus. He does pretty well with his first turf, 15%, actually 18% first yep. turf. Um, he gets Ricardo Gonzalez aboard. Who's been riding quite a bit. And I think that Rockingham ranch places their horses very carefully. They, they win owner titles in Southern California. So I, I expect him to, to do pretty well here. Louis. Only horse she didn't mention was War- Warren's Candyman. Did you mention Warren? Nope. No. Okay, good. Um, is in the 11th spot here with Flavian and uh, Craig Lewis. Craig um, Lewis having like the year of his life. Kind of my point. By and, the way. <laughs> um, horse has just been steadily moving up in finish spots and seems to be knocking on the door of, of mm-hmm. actually winning here. So I would include the 11 here on any ticket because I, if that yeah. horse won, you'd feel pretty stupid. I would agree with you. And, the, and probably the reason why I didn't include that horse is because I still have like the past four years of Southern California racing on my mind. It's like my my gut instinct sure, and sure. i don't play craig lewis horses right. usually i have not historically this year however obviously seems to be a different case so i, I need agree. to readjust my thinking there so i agree i think you're you're probably right to include that one i just historically haven't so before we um go home because my wife is texting me like where the bleep are you i'm just kidding she's not doing that 
actually she's not. Can we go back through and look at your selections just so we people can get a sense of at least your baseline for the pick four? For Delmar? Yeah. Yeah. Scrolling. She's scrolling. 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 Uh, scrolling. So I, I went with the starting race six, by the way. Seven, five were my top two. Yep. If again, that's my A ticket. My B ticket would include the two and the eight okay. horses. Um race seven, I included the two and the eight. Yep. My B ticket would include the four. Uh-huh. Uh race eight, I went four, seven, two. Yep. Include all of those. And then race nine, I went seven, eight for my A ticket. My B ticket would include the six. Okay, so Megan's ticket. And the here, 11, I guess. Right. Megan's ticket here essentially is $24. The A ticket that. or is that everything? A ticket and then adding another horse, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, and so that's two horses, two horses, three horses, four horses. Put those in uh, in any kind of order that you want. But uh, like I said, twenty four dollars is a very playable ticket. For sure, I am. You all have tried to get me. I mean, I've been betting those pick fours, pick threes, pick fives, and uh, I'm going back to my straight win bet across no, the board. Across the board. I'm a, listen. And if I would have freaking bet Hot Rod Charlie across the board, I know. <sighs> no one's fault that. but yours. Sorry, right, you had rocketry. True. I did have rocketry. So uh, that this has been a very fun episode. This has been. I love when we are served food. (laughs) We (laughs) do this podcast. I could seriously, I could do this every week. Thank you very much, Jamie. So thank you, Gene and Jamie. Jamie, And Gene McLean. Gene and and Jamie and and Haley. And who? So just so everyone knows, we are are at the Louisville Thurbot Society. It is gorgeous. It's unbelievable here. And for their open house. But uh, the catering today was from Crushed Ice Catering down here on Main Street. So um, if you are in Louisville, Give the downtown businesses some business yep. just because of what's been going on in our country in general. And so uh, they're, they're doing a great job. These are just people. Louis, I mean, this is our third time being here. And we've literally seen this space go yeah. from the raw bones. Right? Yeah. I mean, to like where nothing was in yeah. to being probably about 70% done. Yeah. And right now, I mean, this for all intents and purposes, this thing is. Here's the worst so kind cool. of humble brag. Yeah. I didn't do anything down here, but I'm very proud to be a founding member of this place because nice. it's awesome. Mm-hmm. And, and frankly, this our town needs more things like this. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we will be back next Thursday. We'll be back with you until the Clark. Uh, but this has been another Scrum episode out. of the Horse Racing Happy Hour. So gather up your jackets, move it to the exits. I hope you have found a friend.